hotel shit from Shinola. It's just that we don't always prefer Shinola. Welcome back to the DMT World Podcast. In today's episode, we speak to another community member of DMT World, Mad Mike. Mad Mike is the creator of Psychedelic Recovery, a group of people who use various means of exploring their psyche in search of recovery from psychological disorders, destructive behaviors, and substance abuse issues. Today, we go over what inspired Mad Mike to start this group, as well as his methods of recovery and relationships with entheogens and other substances. For further info on the Psychedelic Recovery Group, please find all links in the description. Also, feel free to rate the podcast on any platform you may be listening on, subscribe, and most of all, thank you for listening. What I've been smoking is... Um, high CBD or hemp flower, right? Low, like a high CBD, low THC. They've got some good stuff out there right now, man. I like pretty quality stuff. I like it, but uh, I really like it, man. And I've been getting this stuff from the uh, dispensary out here, man. It's uh, so they call it the shit clean green. So it's like, you can't label, you know, weed as organic because it's like an FDA term. You know what I mean? It can't be FDA organic. But Clean Green uses organic uh, processes and they like, you know, it's it's basically organic practices. It's just they can't call it organic, you know. Um, but anyways, I get, you know, I go in on Fridays and I get a fucking ounce for like 120 bucks, man. And the shit's, you know, it's about like 20% THC. It's not bad. It's really tasty. And one thing that I've noticed since I've been smoking this organic stuff, man, is I don't cough nearly as much from it, man. Like I, yeah, I, you know, I buy top shelf, you know, how, how organic uh, do they mean? Like uh, even like the seeds or is it just the way that the plant was, uh, it says defended by natural predators, no path, no pesticides powered by the sun and all natural, but I don't, I don't, I'm assuming they, they do clones because yeah, I mean, clones can still be organic. You know, yeah, they um, can be. Yeah, that's cool, man. And this, uh, you said so. How much for an ounce? 120. 120. It's like, well, that's I go in on Friday, it's 30% off, so it's like 170. And then with the 30% off, it's like 120. Hey, where you're at, did, didn't they decriminalize psychedelics? No, that's the state below us. Oh, in, okay, in, in Oregon. Unfortunately, I mean, I mean, I'm so happy for Oregon. That's so awesome. They decriminalized uh, drugs too, so so they legalized psilocybin for um, for ther for you know they legalized psilocybin therapy, so it's legalized for like you can go into a clinic in the next few years. You'll be able to go into a clinic and, and get psilocybin therapy, which is fucking badass, man. You know that's something that um, I didn't think. You know when people started a couple years ago talking about like these psychedelic movements, especially like when. Denver and and Oakland or uh yeah Denver and Oakland um or Colorado and Oakland I guess uh decriminalized you know I I was like yeah this isn't going to last long people are going to be on Craigslist selling that shit you know it's going to get shut down you know that was my 
that was my initial thought behind it. I was like, there's no way people are going to fucking, you know, walk out in traffic and get hit by a car and there's going to be a fucking <laughs> scare story and it's going to be done. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I'm so fucking surprised that it's gone this far. It's so fucking awesome, you know? Yeah, really- but I think I think a big part of that is because people are, there's a lot of responsible adults out there too and and a lot of them fucking smoke weed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Come on. I mean, there's always going to be the extremes, especially in the beginning of something, right? There's going to be those people that go all out and do stupid shit. But for the most part, the majority of people who are, who are glad that, um, you know, cannabis is, is legal. Um, I was talking more about uh, the psilocybin side of things. Well, I mean, don't you think kind of you can apply that, apply it to that as well? I mean, is yeah, it yeah, only, yeah. is it only well, just, I was just, sorry. No, 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 no. I, I agree. You can't apply that to, to cannabis too. I was just saying like, as far as like, you know, cause uh, so psychedelics have, have just been made illegal in Ireland, I think. And um, you know, and, and I don't know if you know this, but like in the mid two thousands they were made illegal in the Netherlands too. Psilocybin mushrooms were. So I, I think you can still get uh, truffles there, but the, but the uh, but the actual mushrooms themselves are illegal, and the same thing happens in each of these situations. Uh, you know, some somebody like hurts themselves, and then there's a big media story about it, and then and then you know the politicians go in there and they shut everything down. You know what I mean? And that's you know, and and there's always politicians like waiting to like you know shut some shit down to like you know who knows you know some of those people probably had fucking you know ties with the pharmaceutical companies or whatever you know what i mean there's ever there's always you know you know backhanded fucking deals somewhere down the line you know for sure um now where you're at where they legalized it um is it is it just for therapeutic use is it also recreational like can i sell people mushrooms or buy mushrooms off of people at a store or something like that like a dispensary type thing no it has to be um it has to be produced, I think, by the state of Oregon um, for or either that or by the clinic themselves that is administering it. You cannot dispense it. It has to be like um, an administ- like a like a monitored dosing type of thing. You have to be there to make sure that there's no adverse effects or anything like that. Mm, so so they have their, like their own cultivators, whether it's state or the clinic or the place that's yeah, administering somebody, it. I don't. You know, I don't know they what they may do because be uh, they they've been doing research. Yeah, it would be. Uh, <laughs> they've been doing research on so they they've learned how to modify like the E. coli virus to 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 um to produce uh, psilocybin and also even cannabinoids too, like THC and CBD, and even like they've made you know new cannabinoids that they can produce. Uh, using this virus um, they just modify it a little bit and um, and instead of like you know instead of putting out its normal byproduct it puts out psilocybin as a byproduct or cbd or weed or what you know thc or whatever i would wonder Uh, if they would if they would end up just uh, synthesizing the compounds and then just doing it that way well um synthesizing is not as easy so so this is a shortcut even to synthesizing because synthesizing takes uh you know uh chemicals and laboratory and all that you know i mean this you know these 
this can basically be done in a little petri dish you know yeah, can't they get somebody from like fucking china or some shit to fucking <laughs> send yeah them? but you know you still have the envir- environmental effects from from yeah. pharmaceuticals and yeah. shit like that you know with with these uh with these cultures that re- with these cultures that really brings down like even it brings down the cost too because you know you don't have to pay for the chemicals you know you're basically you're basically feeding this this bacteria organic matter and and getting psilocybin out of it you know it's really you know and and it produces in large amounts like copious amounts enough to where they you know it's it's definitely more plausible than growing mushrooms yeah well considering the source right yeah would you try would you uh have any issues or would you try the psilocybin from e coli i don't know you know i'm kind of like um uh, you know I, I i you know i've always been kind of a little bit of a purist um and this year and, and i've kind of like been like i'm just really on the you know plant-based and i guess that is that's not that's not really plant-based at that point is it you know, it's produced by a bacteria. I don't know. No, I man, some bacteria and some plants have pretty, pretty equal intelligence, you know? Yeah, yeah that's true. But uh, I just, I just, you know, the, the, I don't like the idea of it not being natural. You know, I'm not saying that it's not good. It's not just as good. But uh, w- one thing that I, I do enjoy is, um, you know knowing exactly where it came from of course that's always the fucking best path that's that's the preferred path for me too i also you know along with that comes that relationship you know in that time that it takes to cultivate you know whatever plant or fungus and you know from start to beginning it's an entire journey you know and that's where the relationship begins and it doesn't end there you know, even after harvest, I mean, you could be sitting on some of this shit for months at a time and then come back and give you a little kiss on the forehead, you know? Right. I've always told people like cultivating them has been, you know, cultivating uh, has been way more therapeutic than, than taking them. I mean, you know, I mean, I've had some really, you know, profound changes from taking mushrooms, but I consistently get it's like. It's like having a pet, you know what I mean? It's like you really grow fond of these things and it's not just, you know, it's not just a hobby anymore. It's more of like a, you know, it's a way of life. You you know, you, you start to like think about, you know, um, how they feel and like, you know, their needs, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it becomes that, yeah, like, that relationship both of you guys you know it's part of you you're part of it you know mm-hmm. because not even just the growing aspect of it even just the advocating aspect of it the promoting of it the you know just sharing the knowledge with people and being involved in these groups and online communities i mean that's part of it too you know that's that's right. a fruit of that culture yeah yeah so um and i was kind of thinking about that today too is you know um like the past you know i don't know three years or so has been like you know my main focus has been on you know on psychedelics and like you know growing and whatever and like this year it's like you know turned a little bit you know more towards like um 
you know, helping people in recovery and shit, you know what I mean? And um, that's actually been a really good, really good uh, turnaround in my life. And it's unexpected, you know, like it happened because, you know, I fucking, you know, after my mom died, I ended up doing some dumb shit and, you know, got arrested, wound up on probation, fucking, um, but, you know, it does, it, it worked out pretty good, to be honest. Um, well, it did, man. I, now, that, there's a lot in there, my, but the one thing for sure I want to, I want to, if, if you're okay with talking about is just kind of how this last year went for you. I know, for a lot of people, a lot of people have been having a shitty year this year. Obviously, you know, there's, uh, there's, uh, COVID. I mean, that's the majority of people, but you know, you're, I remember meeting you last year on the site and you're on there and I could see, you know, you're being in the community doing your thing. And then <clears throat> I think around the end of last year, I took a hiatus from the site. And around that time is when you had started getting, having these, uh, experiences or instances in your life that pretty much, I mean, I, I, I believe it changed the course, you know, but um, I know you've been, you went through a lot of shit back then. I just, I kind of always wanted to kind of, you know, hear from you and see, <clears throat> you know, how you felt going through that experience. If you're willing to share, if not, I understand, but I, I think for me, yeah. I've, I've just kind of wanted to, you know, talk to you about it and see yeah. how you, how you feel about it and so forth. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Let's see the beginning of the year, man. Um, I went to go. So, you know, my mom and my sister had been fighting for several years and, um, I went to go see my sister for dinner because, or for, for, for Christmas, because, um, I don't know, they were fighting or whatever. And I hadn't seen her in a while. And I decided that I was going to go see my sister Erin for Christmas. And, um, uh, you know, I could tell something up was, was up before I left because, I, you know, my mom had been sick, um, you know, pretty sick for the past couple of years. Um, she had brain cancer. Well, she had, um, she had started out, she had uh, breast cancer when she was my, well, younger than me, she was about in her twenties. Um, and then it, um, you know, she, she did like the holistic, all natural approach. She, she tried chemotherapy and shit, but that shit, um, you know, made her sick. And, and so she went the all natural approach and, um, and got surgery and everything, had it removed with surgery. And, um, she drank like, uh, SCAC tea and kombucha and all. I mean, she just tried everything under the sun and, um, she, you know, she beat it for years and years and years. And it, and, um, so back in, I think it was 2008, she, 2008 or 2010, they found, um, they found some, uh, tumors on her, on her spine. And, um, uh, they said it wasn't, you know, they said it wasn't super serious then, but they did had to, uh, they had to do surgery and put her on this medication um sorry my cat's in the background making a bunch of noise um they you know they wanted to put her on this medication that uh you know it's like 
basically like a chemotherapy pill made her really really sick and um she you know eventually she was like you know what uh you know i think i'm gonna die anyway so i'd rather just um she, she just decided that she would rather just go you know and, and be happy for the rest of her days you know what i mean like she wanted to be there and not fucking sick the whole time you know which i totally understand and um so I got back from uh, my sister's house from, and uh, that's when they told me that my mom had been back to the doctor and it had, you know, it progressed her because she was, she had been feeling really having like really bad pain in her hip. And, you know, she was going through a lot of these things. She was like starting to lose her balance and stuff. So they went back to the doctor and it had spread up her spinal cord into her, you know, she had spots on her brain and her liver and it was just real bad. And, uh, you know, I found out they had given her like, you know, maybe two months and she barely made it three weeks and um you know that was uh you know first year around january um and so after you know i fucking was you know devastated by that you know it uh you know really you know i wasn't ready for it and uh it just fucking it fucked me up really bad and and um you know i had a bunch of money put away i had like you know eight thousand dollars and i had money in my 401 you know 401k and all this and and so i you know i pulled you know what i could out and i quit my job and um decided to move across the country and fucking uh and then i got we got pulled over and um Got pulled over in Idaho, fucking, you know, got arrested, um, you know, for possession, you know, was looking at a bunch of time. And uh, I, I think I got lucky with this whole COVID thing because they, uh, you know, when I went in there, the, the cop was, you know, they were going through my car and they they'd sent all, all of this stuff. They were telling, they came back to serve me the warrant on my car and to tell me that they're sending all this crap back to the lab um and that there's probably going to be more charges coming down and uh and then uh, you know and then nothing ever happened and then uh next thing you know you know they're trying to get everybody out of there for covid you know you hear on the news they're getting prison you know prisoners out everywhere because of covid and next thing you know they get me into court like they get me in the court asap and uh and they offered me a, you know, probation, you know, I could get out now. I mean, I got a five-year sentence like hanging over my head, but, um, you know, I think I was going to be looking at a, a hell of a lot more. So, you know, I don't know, I guess, you know, I just look at it like everything happens for a reason, man. And when I was in there, one of the things that I just, you know, when I thought of is like, um, you know, what can I do to better myself? Um, you know, and I wanted, you know, I thought about things that I could do. I, I wanted to get into like fucking activism or some shit like that, man. And, uh, nothing, nothing really clicked, man. I mean, I had some ideas for, uh, you know, just, you know, random ideas in my head. And, uh, I ended up getting out and just, you know, kind of just basically partied for, you know, I got out on probation. They they allowed me to transfer it back home. Um, 
and uh my probation officer has been like non-existent so i've just like pretty much partied for you know two months straight until uh finally i called my boss and i was like hey man i really need to get back to work man you know i was like making two grand you know i was making like four grand a month on unemployment and i was still like begging my boss to go back to work it's <laughs> nuts you know? man <clears throat> so you went through all that uh, all that in the, in the in the beginning of the year right like yeah, that was uh, so. I got arrested on March 9th. Um, got out a couple months after that. And then, so I got I, back up here. Um, I think I moved into my place around May. And now that 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 you came back, the the one biggest thing that I've seen is the psychonaut recovery. And that thing is like, I, I remember you starting it and talking about it and it, it just, it, it, it struck, it, um, it touched me in a, in a way where I could relate to it, you know, because even for me, you know, um, I'm still in the healing process myself of, you know, somewhere that I used to be or someone that I used to be. And along with those issues come substance abuse or not giving a shit and just doing, you know, not taking care of yourself. Yeah, destructive yeah. behaviors and shit like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. So how, how does that tie in? Like, when did that start? What was the the apex or the catalyst for that? Uh, you know, what had happened is uh, I was in, I had my sister sending me all kinds of books and shit when I was in jail because I was kind of like, you know, keep my mind, I was just keep my mind busy with anything I could, man, because, you know, there's nothing to do in there, man. And I, you know, I thought I was getting like, you know, I thought I was getting like 20 years, man. I was fucking scared. And so I was just like trying to fucking read the whole fucking time. You know what I mean? Just keep my mind busy as much as possible. So I had my sister sending me books. Uh, she's like, keep sending me more books, more books. She's like, aren't they going to take them away? I was like, I don't care, man. I'll fucking get them back. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I saw, I read the four agreements, uh, and I read the, the, the four agreements. I read the fifth agreement, um, and the voice of knowledge. Um, I read the mastery of love and, um, I also read, uh, food of the gods by Terrence McKenna. And there, you know, I probably wrote, read, you know, close to two dozen books while I was in there, but, um, those were the main ones that were kind of my focal point. Um, and, um, I just kind of got this idea from, you know, like, you know, as it just came, it, it didn't, that's when I started thinking about it. Like, how can I, you know, recovery kind of like bounced into my head as an idea at that point, because I was reading the four agreements and I think those have a lot of really strong, um, good recovery principles, you know, and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good in there, you know, especially when you start expanding on what what they mean, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that kind of sparked it for me, and um, then I got out, and uh, you know, I, I haven't met, mentioned questionable one uh, at all in here, but um, she uh, and I met right, or, or I think it was the week of my mom's funeral um through dmt world and 
you know, we've been talking ever since we've been like pretty much inseparable. Um, and, um, you know, she, the, the, the things that she's been going through, uh, you know, we both were partying a lot when I got out and, um, you know, that kind of, uh, continued for her and never, you know, it stopped for me. It just kind of continued to snowball for her. And, um, and then she was involved in NA and there's a discord server for NA Australia, you know, the, there, where she was, she's at, you know, they have an, an NA discord server. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what had happened was I was getting up in the mornings early in the morning at like to go to this three o'clock in the morning meeting with her. <laughs> and, um, and I started checking out their peeping out their, their format and everything. And I was like, you know, we could totally do this ourselves, yeah. you know? I was like, everybody's in lockdown anyways. There's no face-to-face meetings. You know, this is a perfect time to start something like this, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and it's funny. It's really funny because I was I was looking at her. Uh, so uh, T-Rex actually asked me to take over or to, to help uh, admin. His, he, has a, he has a group, too, called Psychedelic Recovery. Mm. Um, I don't think he has a lot of time to put into it. So he kind of asked me to, um, to admin it a little bit. So I go back to, uh, to, to look at the page and the first one is a uh, questionable one from three months ago saying, Hey, I was thinking about starting a recovery server on discord, blah, blah, blah. Like, so we both <laughs> basically had the same fucking idea at the same That's time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we just started building it from there. And, um, and then I started, um, you know, I invited people over from, from, from DMT world. And then I started like, you know, expanding into other social media and, um, you know, we've built a pretty good, uh, pretty good base. It's starting to really, you know, we're still really small, but, um, you know, I, I'm kind of thankful that it's small, small right now because it's, it's a lot for me to handle. Um, and we're trying to push forward with like coming up with literature and, you know, deciding, um, on programs. I think we're discussing doing a peer to peer mentorship program. Um, you know, there's just a lot, a lot that we're working on right now. So I don't think, I think it's good that we're, you know, small, we got a, you know, a nice core group of, you know, of people that are, um, and, you know, that are, that are willing to put in, you know, the time and effort, because if we just had a bunch of, you know, hundreds of people here, you know, everybody has an opinion. And I think that would get in the way a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's kind of like, um, you know, for me, I look at DMT world for me was, was also signed kind of in the same manner, you know, like there's these people, we all agree on the same thing. We are like-minded, blah, blah, blah. We, we don't like this, um, the way, you know, Facebook is, you know, treating groups like ours. So we're going to do our own thing, you know, and all it takes is the, the right know-how and, um, the, the building it in the beginning is, is like that, you know, and that's why people have like, um, they'll have people before the site launches or something like that, help them create content on there and stuff like that. There's, there's, there's so many different aspects to it. But for me, I looked at the entire template and was like, Oh shit, you can actually do this in real life too. You know, but 
which was good. I mean, that for me, that's one thing that I'll always be thankful for. You know, you, you see those patterns and, and, you know, once you get to a certain point in your life, you kind of, you know, just make your own reality, you know, and once you see something like that, you already know you can do it. You know, it's, uh, I, I like the place, man. You guys, um, <clears throat> I've never been part of anything like that before. I've heard of them, you know, but I've never even looked into them, but, um, it makes sense even just for me, you know, because it's not just substance abuse. It's a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? People that are just broken and don't want to take medic medication or, or drink or, you know, do shit. That's not great for them. And, um, psychedelics is, are very, very integral to that recovery, you know, that person. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, um, you know, if you if you want, I can like read you the mission statement really quick. It kind of like uh, summarizes a lot of that. Um, just pull it up. For anybody listening, I'll we'll put that Discord if, if that Discord link or any any other information in the description as well. So here's our intro. Psychonaut Recovery is a group of people who use psychedelics as tools to help us recover. In terms of recovery, we don't make a distinction between addiction, destructive behaviors, psychological disorders, etc. Everyone is welcome. We understand that psychedelics and plant medicines can be a healthy part of our recovery, and as such, we base our core principles on harm reduction rather than complete abstinence. We believe that the quality of our recovery is dependent on our, our quality of life. We are an empowerment-based peer support and self-help group. We don't take a position on religion or politics. Our purpose is to, to inform our members and the public about psychedelics and plant medicines and to support each other in our recovery. Psychonaut recovery does not take any position on outside issues. We believe that every person has room for improvement and therefore, our only requirement for membership is a desire to be a better person. That says it all right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been working on that for a while. So <laughs> that's pretty good, man. Right. I, it, it covers it covers all bases, you know. It really does. <clears throat> and I think that's kind of what draws me to the group is because, like it says, man, there's no distinction in between any of those, you know, behaviors. It's just something that's not good for you, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's really, it's a, it's a great place, man. I like it. You know, unfortunately I don't have, you know, I wish I could help out a lot more, but I do what I can. And, and I, I know you guys have people on there and I, and I think that that's a really, really good thing you guys got going on there, man. We really appreciate it when you do contribute, man. You do, you know, you're doing a nice presence to the group. It's nice, man. I like it. Um, you know, I've been to AA meetings, NA meetings uh, when I was younger and in my earlier years. And um, it's just kind of hard to be there, especially now knowing how psychedelics have really, you know, I benefited from from using psychedelics, you know, in my recovery without anything else, you know, just the plants and the fungus, you know, for me. Well, you know, it's uh, there's, you know, uh, th those rooms have always made me uncomfortable, man. And people are yeah. like, well recovery is just uncomfortable i'm like no it shouldn't be man you know recovery is about healing man healing should not all you know it doesn't have to be uncomfortable you know i mean it, there are parts that are that are uncomfortable but you well, know yeah. like, inevitably uh, you know but like 
you know, telling me I have to go sit in this meeting for an hour every day that's painful and I have to take the time out of my day, you know, to go do something that's torturous to me just doesn't make any sense, you know. So I wanted to, you know, create this group with keeping in mind the things that bothered me about about those groups, you know. Um, and one of the, you know, one of the things is, uh, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm an agnostic and I don't believe that, um, you, you know, you should have to choose, um, between God and be, you know, being sober or not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It say you can't, you shouldn't have to t- tell someone that they have to say, I'm going to turn my will over to the, uh, over to the will, my life and will over to the power of God. You know what I mean? You shouldn't have to tell a person that they have to do that or they can't have recovery. I don't buy that, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, um, I agree, but also there's a part of me that also understands that those programs have done well for a lot of people, you know? And I, no, I understand. I totally yeah. understand. Yeah. And I agree they have, and, and they're, they are right for a lot of people, but there's a lot of people that fall through the cracks and don't, oh, yeah. don't get into those programs. We and that's what people, we're, here for. we're not here to bash, bash any other program, yeah. you know? Um, we're just, you know, we just want to make a place that's comfortable that people can come to because, you know, we're, we're about plant medicines, but we also accept, you know, we, you know, we don't have any literature yet, but it's going to, you know, it's going to say something about people on opiate replacements. You know, we don't have a problem with that. You know, as long as people are doing what they need to do, taking their medication as prescribed, I don't see a reason that they can't, that they shouldn't be considering themselves in recovery, you know? Yeah. There's definitely a lot of things that, that can be updated in that, in those type of programs. I mean, if you even look at uh, Alcoholics Anonymous and the, what's his name? Bill W. I don't know. The guy who wrote the yeah, book. Bill W. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He took LSD. Yeah. And, and he kind of felt like it had a part to play or, or you know, it would have helped the program or whatever the case may be. Who knows? But yeah. it almost, almost like they ostracized him for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh it's really sad because, you know, imagine how many people that would have helped if they hadn't have been so close minded about it, you know, but I understand where I know, I understand where it was coming from. It was coming from a spirit of like, we can't replace a drug. You know, it doesn't it, it replace it. You know, I understand the logic behind you can't replace a drug with a drug. I understand the logic behind it, but you're looking at drugs like they're all the same and they're just not man. You know, no. there's, you know, when it comes to psychedelics, they're not drugs of abuse, man. You know, they most of them are really benign, you know, and they... I mean, people can these... turn them to that, but for the most part, yeah, not. Yeah. Well, anything can be habit for me. I mean, you know, I was watching on... Um, I think I was on Mari or something. This is... Or not Mari. It was... Uh, maybe it was Mari. This lady was drinking hand sanitizer, man. Like, how you know? What like, to get drunk? Dude, like to get buzzed? Yeah, because yeah, it's like that shit's like high alcohol content, man. You know, when I was a kid, dude, my my grandpa, he was a big time alcoholic. Um, I remember being a kid and stumbling across him on the side of our house, like fucking six o'clock in the morning, 
cold as fuck in the in the wintertime. And he woke up shaking, bro. And he was like, hey, he's like, do me a favor. And I was like, what's up? He's like, go get me the cologne or the aftershave, whatever it was, in my bathroom. I was like, well, <laughs> came back. Sure enough, this motherfucker took a sip of that shit, got up, and walked to the store to go get some more beer, dude. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I saw that no, as a kid, insane, man. man. I used to be the same. I used to wake up with the shakes, man. If I didn't drink, you know, and then I had a I had a horrible heroin addiction. Man. Like I was, you know, the worst kind of heroin addict, man. You know, um, and uh, you know, mushrooms. And it just totally changed the way I looked at the world, man. You know, has psilocybin been like the 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 biggest uh, compound for you that has helped you out in your recovery so far? Oh yeah, the, definitely the most therapeutic. <laughs> Um, I've been doing a lot of pharmawaska lately. Um, it's a lot easier to titrate dosage. And, um, I find that the, the trips are much easier to manage than mushrooms, you know, which is weird. People like think, you know, it's, it's funny. Like you tell people about, you talk to people about pharmawaska, they're like DMT, not because most people that think about DMT, they're like, you know, think about like blasting off and like the most intense psychedelic experience you'll ever have. Pharmawaska is not that biased, any stretch, you know. Can you um, explain to, can you explain what pharmawaska is? So pharmawaska is just a, uh, it's, it's basically the, the two uh, main alkaloids that are, that are in, um, in the ayahuasca. So you, you have the Banisteriopsis cappy plant, which has uh, parmola alkaloids in it. And that, those are uh, monoamine oxidase inhibitors, uh, which in short just makes the DMT orally active. Um, and then you have the uh, Psychotra viridis plant, and that contains uh, DMT, obviously. So when mixed together, you know, the DMT and the harmolas uh, you get the same effect as you or similar effect as you would from taking an ayahuasca brew. The Socotris veritas, is it um, is it like an actual green leafy plant or is it the bark of that that type of plant like uh, with the mimosa? No, it's, the it's the leaf. It's also called chacruna in the native language. Yeah, it's the leaves. I think the leaves are about it's about like uh, 0.3%. So it's, uh, you know, like a third of a percent or whatever. Um, so it's not super high, but, you know, if you get enough of it. Um, and how, what is, what do you do, like an extraction on there? Do you just like make a tea out of it or how, how do you, how do you mix in the, the plant and the vine? Um, well, I, well, in an Iowa, traditional ayahuasca brew, you would. Um, <gasps> no, I mean you for, would, the, for the farm. Oh, for, so what I do is I just take uh, I just take uh, my free base DMT and I I mix it with um, I mix it with uh, fumaric acid and acetone, uh, or I melt the I melt the DMT down inside of the acetone. I dissolve the DMT in the acetone, and then I add uh, fumaric acid saturated acetone to the dmt saturated acetone and that crashes the dmt out of it um then you can pour off after it settles for a while you can pour off the acetone then you have dmt fumarate uh which is water soluble and orally active 
And then I just buy Harmala alkaloids. Uh, I buy Harmaline specifically, Harmaline hydrochloride. I just buy it off of the net. You know, it's pretty cheap to buy because it's legal. Now, what is the the femur that process? What is what else does it do besides make it orally active? Does it take any of the other uh, like alkaloids or plant fats? Kind of like what they do when they clean up the the DMT. Yeah. Um, yes, it does take some of it out. So I've done this before. I've taken Jim Jam um, and made, uh, and I've done the the fumaric acid uh, saturated acetone on it, and it comes out a lot lighter in color and and the acetone will turn yellow. So you're, you're taking a lot of the fats out when you're doing that, but it's still, it's still like a yellowish brownish orange kind of color. Um, but it's, you know, I I'm talking like I put red Jim jam in there and it comes out like, like, like a dark orange. Is it kind of like, uh, is it still oily kind of when, when, when it gets done with the process? No, it doesn't come it's out oily like at all. dry crystal. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, you got to think that you're adding, you're adding a quarter, uh in the way of um you know you're adding a quarter more in weight of fumaric acid uh you know fumaric acid adds weight to it too so you know if you and you also have to take that into consideration with dosing so um you know if you put a hundred if you take a hundred milligrams and uh you're gonna get back like 120 milligrams of fumaric uh dmt fumarate Mm. So you have to take more. So, so the the fumaric acid molecule uh, attaches on both sides of the DMT molecule. So you have, or, or sorry, the DMT molecule attaches on both sides of that fumaric acid molecule. So uh, for every DM, every two DMT molecules, there's one fumaric acid molecule. So then you have to do you, do, you have to uh, increase the dosage in that case. Yeah. So. You know, I, I, what I do is I just, so um, I just do a hundred grams at a time. I'll make it up a hundred grams at a time. And um, that way I just know what my dosage is, but it'll, it usually comes back about 120, 120 milligrams. And what kind of dosage uh, do you take uh, to include the harmaline as well? Oh, so I take the, so what I do um is i'll take 100 milligrams of um i'll take 100 milligrams of harmaline and i take uh about 15 minutes 15 minutes to 20 minutes later i'll take uh 120 milligrams of dmt fumarate how long does that last and that lasts about three three hours for me is it like a slow is it like a slow burn as opposed to that pew, fucking 10 minute blast off or just straight DMT free based DMT? Yeah, it's it comes on slow mushrooms. It's very similar to mushrooms. It's like mushrooms with DMT style visuals is basically how it feels. Let me let me ask you a question about that because I've I've recently been on a Penelia Cyanescence um, binge (laughs) and those motherfuckers feel just like that. It's slow and it's like DMT visuals. I've actually smoked DMT after the peak of a Penelia Cyanescence uh, uh, trip and it was the same fucking place I went. I went right back to it. Have you ever had any different species of mushrooms that reminded you of that uh, experience? Uh, the Mexicanas were different, uh, 
than the Cubenzies for sure, but they weren't quite the same thing that I'm getting with the Farmawaska. Um, but the but what I'm getting with the Farmawaska is nothing like what I get from Smoke DMT either. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, like with the Penelia side essence for me. I mean, I just slip into the state of mind. I'm just, um, a lot of it is very visual. Like I'm in a different realm and I'm seeing entities there too. And like, they're fucking doing this fucking, the universe is one type shit, you know, yeah. or it's just blowing your fucking mind. Um, and it's just constant, just two hours straight until I snap back into my body or some shit like that, you know, and realize that the last two hours has just been in this fucking different realm, you know? like that you know even even when i do changa it's different man you know with the with the um if you put an maoi in the blend man you know it's um it you know it's like it goes from being like you know 120 miles on the freeway to like you know just like cruising for you know i mean it's not a quite i can get a breakthrough with you know it's nice i can get a break breakthrough off of one little bowl on changa but it's not like the hardcore uh you know run you through the ringer like you know and i if i haven't smoked i've only i've only smoked dmt once this year and uh scared the shit out of me so i haven't gone back but i i have had some really good experiences but it's going to be a while before i can get back to that yeah man i uh do you remember it was it like two or three weeks ago when they had that big old full moon on a saturday i think it was like three or four, maybe a month ago now no like three weeks ago uh i had a i had a very intense uh session that night and it was uh psilocybin uh with some mdma and dmt as well afterwards and it was uh it was quite colorful yeah <laughs> it was great man it was something else yeah. i'm gonna do some mescaline soon i really um i really enjoy that one man let me ask you something so out of these experiences with when it comes to the psychedelic aspect of of your recovery like what is it that, that you take from it that helps you in your recovery um, well, it helps you get to the deep seated issue, you know, the deep seated issues that are causing, you You know, the thing, the thing about it is people don't realize that, that people that are, you know, that have these addictions and, uh, destructive behaviors, man, they're, they're hurting. They have some kind of pain or something. There's something in their brain. It's not producing the right kind of chemicals or something, you know, there's some kind of imbalance. That's not, you know, it's not happening. They're doing that to compensate, overcompensate for how they're feeling. And I think that psychedelics just help you get deep down into that. You know, they help you uncover. So, you know, you have these emotional wounds, man, and you have to fucking, you know, you have to like get down in there and get that shit out of there, you know. And uh, psychedelics are just a fucking... You know, you can do it through meditation or you can do it through like, you know, like physical labor or, you know, there you can do it through reading or, you know, concentration. There's a million different ways you can do this. But psychedelics are just like the, the fast lane is how I look at it. You know, that's the quickest way to get it done. You just rip the bandaid off. It's done. And, you know, it doesn't it's not a cure all. It's it's a continuing process. Uh 
But, you know, if you want to change, that's a tool that's going to help you get it done. And, but, you know, there's also, you also have to take, I mean, you know, you also want to be, say the disclaimer that, you know, there's certain, you know, people that should not take psychedelics, like people that are prone to, uh, you know, psychotic episodes or people that might have a predisposition for schizophrenia or things like that, you know? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, for me personally, I wouldn't stop somebody from doing it, um, but I wouldn't also enable them uh, or give them the, the means to. Um, but I understand, as, especially as an organization or a group to have that, you know, first and foremost, because there's a there's a big liability aspect to it, you know, but personally for me, like I said, I want to. <laughs> I've talked to some people who have schizophrenia and do DMT and all this other stuff. And it's like, man, that's, it's a tricky game, you know, tricky thing that you're doing. Cause it's, it's, it's difficult, but. Um, well, I, I, I agree that people should have the ability to do what they want, you know? Uh, but I think they should own, I think they should have the information uh, to make their own informed decision. You know, definitely. That's, that's the best education is key when it comes to a lot of this stuff, you know? I think um, for me, psychedelics, um, you know, I've, I've gone through a bunch of different stuff. I've done a lot of research, especially when it comes to like PTSD and shit like that, you know, and I have had been on medication. I've gone through programs, rehabilitation centers, stuff like that. And um, the last thing I tried was the medication, you know, for about four years. And then after that, I was like, uh, this is not helping either, you know, um, but with psychedelics for me i don't know man it changed something it gave me a different perspective you know it, it helped my vision go from being you know narrow to starting to pull peel them blinders back you know and um i'm at the point right now where i'm kind of being selective <laughs> of how far i pull them fucking things back because you know, once you start yeah, getting to the deeper, hard, yeah <laughs> well once you start getting into the deeper seated issues that's when it, things get dicey and you have to look for support. You have to look, you know, search out, you know, groups, organizations, you know, and for me, that's been a big lesson is can I do this on my own? Because I don't feel like I can. I mean, maybe I can, I don't know, but the, the psychedelics kind of open that up and they show me the possibilities. And sometimes it is scary, but it's also yeah. kind of like a forewarning, like, Hey, just to have a taste of this. <laughs> uh, well, you know, <laughs> another thing that, uh, a thing that, you know, one of the things that sucks about psychedelics is they're prohibited. And also, you know, we've, we've like stomped out the culture, you know, like these indigenous cultures that have been using these uh, medicines for thousands of years, man. They've got thousands of years of experience. They know how to do it. That's why they're all dancing and they're all happy, man. You know, they know how to fucking trip, man. They know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what we need. That's what's missing from our society. And, and I mean, I guess having a psychotherapist is there next to you to help you and guide you is the next best thing. But I really would rather be like, you know, I would rather that I was raised in a tribe where we did that as a sacrament, because that is probably the most pure way to experience the medicine. I 100% agree. But the fact of the matter is we we weren't, at least I know I wasn't. Yeah. Um, you know, I see a lot of these uh, indigenous people, places, communities that do stuff like this. And, 
you even just look at alcohol is a big fucking thing like that thing's fucked all kinds of shit up in, in those uh communities man but <clears throat> i think it's uh, uh you know i was talking to somebody about this the other day and we ended up getting to this point of what do you think about synthetic versions of these compounds for plants or animals uh that you know allow us to procure these compounds like how how, how do you because there's a sustainability aspect of it right yeah i mean there's that's a big thing you know we can fucking make a tree an endangered species in fucking five years now you know yeah. <laughs> like what do you think about that man what do you think about the eventually or or you know the the, the answer or even just like any any kind of well idea i think what mushrooms, could help it. man i think mushrooms are key man i think that um i think i don't know if you guys have, I, one of my favorite books is a book for, by paul stamets called mycelium running and he just lays out like he just lays it all out on the table man um you know i got that book and i've got uh his other book growing gourmet and uh, medicinal mushrooms Got those sitting on my table as I walk in the door, man, because those are my two favorite books. Um, yeah, that mushroom cultivators helped out a lot of people. Yeah, and I, uh, I just, uh, I really believe in it, man. I think mushrooms, you know, they're 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 recyclers, man. You know, they take our garbage and you know, and turn it into something good again. You know, you know, and uh, I think that combined with you know the people awakening i think there's a uh the, you know the psychedelic so-called psychedelic renaissance i don't think this is a fad i think it's here to stay and i think that people are gonna you know that not everybody gets what you know everybody gets what they want out of psychedelics or maybe not what they want but everybody gets you know something out of psychedelics but it's not all you know it doesn't wake everybody up in the same way but it, I think it'll wake enough people up that um, I think they're going to, you know, people are going to start being more conscious about, about the environment. And, uh, you know, I have to hope that, I mean, as a vegan man, like you have to hope that there's a reason you're doing all this shit. Right. You know, um, I'd like to think that, that it's something, you know, I think you're right. And and the thing about the, the, this is another point that we brought up in that conversation was the fungus is like one of the only things that, uh, well, also cannabis, cannabis is a, is a good one too. I mean, you can grow that in your fucking closet. You know what I mean? But the fungus is uh, for me personally, more beneficial, uh, even though cannabis is a main staple uh, in my diet, <laughs> but um that fungus, man. It, I mean, it's as organic as it can get. You know what I mean? I mean, what else? Are you, yeah. What else are you can do with it? Just t- toss a culture in some fucking grain and drop it into some yeah. some core, and you're fucking good. You know, you see it from start to finish. You know, and it's yeah. Renewable. I love it. I love it. You know, I, I'll tell you what, man. Cannabis gets a bad rap in the recovery community, man, and I think it's so unwarranted, man, because it. You know, the only you know. It's not any worse than tobacco and caffeine, especially when you mix tobacco and caffeine together, you know, and, you know, so like the recovery community, it's okay to fucking to, to drink coffee and smoke, but having, you know, having a bowl 
that's actually medicinal, you know, it helps you with anxiety or, you know, you you know, for me, I have, uh, I have lower back spasms, um, and, and, and nothing works for them, man. No, the ox, oxy doesn't work, you know, nothing works for it anymore, but weed and, uh, you know, I take Kratom too, to, to manage my pain throughout the day. And, um, you know, it's like, People in the recovery community should not be punished for taking medicines that help them have a healthy, happy life. You know, you shouldn't be punished for that. Your recovery is recovery, man. It's not punishment, you know? Well, it's yours too. Yeah, exactly. That's an, that's another great point is it's not up to anybody else to, no, you know. No, it's not. <laughs> I can fuck uh, up as much, as many times as I want. I can choose. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's my choice at the end of the day. Right. I mean, who, yeah. who the fuck is anybody else to tell me? Right. Yeah. That's kind of, dude, that's kind of where a lot of, how a lot of people get into psychedelics, man, because they don't want to fucking keep eating fucking medicine out there. And, and then there's nobody to talk to about us. So they jump online to these communities and they start yeah. networking with other people, you know, you know, what feeds into that is, um, you know, so, you know, before the, before the, you know, modern medicine came along, you know, they had natural medicine, you know, people were, you know, people grew their own medicine and, you know, there's this knowledge, vast knowledge of, of natural medicine. And, uh, you know, since the advent of modern medicine, it's just gone out the window. Like it's been stomped out by every, you know, the pharmaceutical companies, you know, they, you know, just like what happened with cannabis, you know, by the, by the cotton, uh, you know, people who are supporting cotton, you know, they've, they just push them out of the way. Anybody that, 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 you know, it's not about what's the better product. It's about who's got the bigger paycheck, you know, you know, who's, who's got the bigger pocketbook, you know, and, and um, that happens all throughout history and it's happening now with modern medicine and, you know, luckily the natural medicine is starting to you know uh you know one of the things that I, that bothers me is the view of mental health as something that needs to be like you have you have a problem that needs to be fixed you know what, what the problem is the society's view of it you know these are people this isn't you know it's not like you just throw medication at somebody and, and the problem's fixed man you know what i'm saying these people uh, I was read. I read this article. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was called. It was something like uh, the shamanic view of uh, of mental illness or something. And it was talking about like people with schizophrenia and um, and this uh, this shaman from from uh, from Africa. I think he was talking about um, he was talking about how it's so wrong the way that these people are treated because. These people are just really sensitive. They have, they're really empathetic and really sensitive. And, you know, if they were in one of these indigenous cultures, they would uh, have those, you know, the, the, they would have those qualities improved upon and they would become the healers of those, you know, they'd become like the shamans and the healers of those societies. And, um, and I think that's a, a product of modern medicine, just, you know, stamp, stomping out traditions and, you know, just, getting rid of the competition you know no definitely uh, i would go as far as seeing just modern society like even the way houses are fucking built dude one day i fucking <laughs> i fucking blasted off one day bro 
and I had like x-ray vision. <laughs> I know this yeah. is fucking sounds crazy, man, but I swear to God, I was sitting in my fucking room and I'm looking to my right and my left and I'm seeing my fucking neighbors and their own fucking houses. And I realize how ridiculous walls are. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking god yeah, but listen for like for like 30 minutes afterwards I was like holy shit like I can fucking throw a shoe at my neighbor you know what I mean like just that com- that where you separate yourself from other people you know it creates this disconnect you know as opposed to yeah. having a big ass front window in my house and having my windows up and seeing my neighbor and talking you know, like even the way the houses are designed it's like what the fuck man i think that creates this huge wow. disconnect yeah it, cre- it creates a huge disconnect in in the mentality of society as well you know yeah i agree <clears throat> because otherwise otherwise what what kind of fucking world makes a plant illegal you know what i mean like that's that's all you need to fucking know man i'm all for terrence mckenna's modest proposal man i don't know if you've ever heard heard or read about that but in the book uh in the book food of the gods terrence mckenna uh has a passage toward the end it's called a modest proposal and he put he proposes like putting like a 200% tax on tobacco and all drugs and making everything legal. And, you know, just with, you know, the proper regulation and all that. And it's just, and using the funds, you know, you know, for it's just, it's, it's a really good read. you know. Dude, if the government yeah. sees it as a huge cash cow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it could happen. And, and, and that's, that's basically what it'll be. Right. Hey, yeah. Look, you as an adult, just like any other law that we create, you need to abide by this law or, or be responsible and with the shit that you do, right? Don't fuck shit up. Don't hurt people. Don't hurt yourself. You know, the, the basic shit you can agree to. But. <clears throat> well, the problem with psychedelics is the way that they're viewed, rightly so, is their uh, boundary dissolving medicines, man. They, they, they want you to keep your bounds on, man. They don't want you to dissolve your boundaries because then you're going to fucking question their authority. Well, they're not doing a great job at it. I mean, there's a lot of fucking people out there that are seeing this, you know, yeah. more, it's more mainstream, especially here in the Western, like in our, in our country, in the Western part of the world or whatever you want to call it. That's, it's a big part of, it, of the, of the movement, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, I think that, uh, I think that people will win out on this one eventually. You know, the drug war is just, you know, it's been on, it's been going on for too long. But I, I think that, you know, there's going to be some stragglers and hangers on, you know. Um, but uh, it's going to be a process. It's not going to be overnight, you know. Yeah, I think if it was any other way, it would probably be, be set for failure. Um, you know, the one thing, the one thing also I was thinking about was just children that are being raised in this, um, in this type of manner, like the, the people that like, like me, right. (laughs) I have children, you know, my children know they've seen the process and they, they see that, Hey, dad's not, you know, he's responsible with what he does. And, you know, um, it's, it's benefiting, you know, greatly like to, to know that there's kids out there, lots of them too that are being raised in that kind of family. I mean, that's it right there. You know, now you have a a whole part of society that that, that's just the norm for them, you know, to have that relationship with these plants and fungus. Yeah. 
and that's another thing that I really want to do with this group is I don't, you know, it's it's not. I mean, right now our focus is, you know, getting people in recovery and making literature and getting meetings and you know and getting our system in place. Is there anything uh, that, that you may like need help with that if anybody's listening might 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 be able to help out with? Is there anything for for the um, thing? Yeah, so we actually we have this uh we're we're trying to do several things right now, man. We need we need people to run meetings. Uh you know, we're looking to do different kinds of meetings. So, you know, people wanted to approach me with like um ideas for like, you know, yoga or meditation or you know, stuff like that. I'm definitely open to that. Um as long as it's um, you know, grounded in solid evidence that it actually works, you know what I mean? Um, and, um, uh, the other thing we're doing is we're trying to build this, uh, channel on discord on our discord server called a safe place, um, where people that can come, um, when they're in a crisis, whether it be like somebody having a bad trip or somebody's just feeling suicidal or, you know, had a bad breakup or, you know, just having a bad day at work. You know, they can come in there and we have the place staffed 24 seven to where they could just come in and somebody would always be there to respond. So that would be, you know, you know, that's like a long term goal thing, I think, um, unless we get like a million people listening to this and like, you know, 40 <laughs> of them want to fucking volunteer. You, know? you never know, Doug. <laughs> hey, but, uh, but uh, so what do you guys have for the for the? I know the the main ask part of it is the Discord server, right? That's where you have all the channels. That's where you hold all the meetings. But do you yeah. have like a website and other social platforms that you have the Psychonaut Recovery? Um, yeah. On? So we actually have uh, we have Reddit. Uh, we have a, a Reddit community. We have a Facebook group. Uh, we have a Twitter account. We have an Instagram account. <laughs> Um, we have DM, a DMT world account. Um, and then, uh, our, our website will, uh, you know, I don't want to say right now because it could be, you know, six months down the road, but we're aiming for like the next month or two for the website. Um, and, and at first the website is going to be probably just, you know, kind of a basic thing, uh, where you can sign in and, and get links to meetings and all of that maybe have our uh, links to our literature and uh, meeting schedules and uh, we want to do a forum. um, But, uh, you know, it just depends on how things go and how things progress, you know. And for the most part, you guys are holding the meetups or meetings uh, over voice on discord, right? Yep. Oh, voice only right now. Um, you know, we were thinking about doing Zoom, uh, which Zoom is a wonderful platform, and we probably will in the future. Um, but we just, you know, we don't, we're not getting enough donations yet to where we can afford to pay for Zoom. You know, every it's just not cost effective. Uh, but we did try it out for the. It, it just doesn't work for the free version. Doesn't work for us because it's only forty minutes, and we always go over that. You know, we go sometimes two and a half hours. You know. What about doing like the video over Discord? Because you can do that as well, right? Yeah, we can do the video over Discord. We just haven't done it. Um, we because the thing is, is uh, it kind of messes with the the user interface. It switches the user interface. It makes it look all wonky, and uh, 
we, 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 you know, we haven't really talked about it much. We're still like really new, man. We've only been doing this for a few months. What about um, like, what about like actual like in person meetups? Have you guys uh, thought about anything like that? Yeah, it's definitely in the plans. Um, and I, you know, I really want to start one here um, in my hometown uh, of Washington, your know, hometowns come Washington. But, um, uh, you know, it's just a matter of like finding people that are interested, you know, finding a, split, a place to, to, to rent, you know, there's actually a place not too far from me. Um, but, you know, also with COVID-19 restrictions, obviously we'd have to wait until that's over, which I think, you know, it's going to be probably another year in, anyways before they start to ease up. So maybe that'll be perfect timing for us to start opening up uh, in-person meetings. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, maybe not huge gatherings, but like even even here with my local group, you know, we still get together and, and uh, do stuff. I mean, it's like maybe three or four of us and it's outdoors and stuff like that, you know, but it's still worth uh, looking into. I mean, even me personally, I wouldn't mind having something like that here. You know, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, the one thing that I want to do before, see, we're, we're doing it online right now. So there's a core group of us that ha- kind of have control over what's going on. So until, until we get our literature and everything written up, uh, we don't want, we don't really want people putting our name on something yeah. that might go off in a different sense. direction, you know? Yeah, it makes sense. Well, I, I really think um, it's a fucking beautiful endeavor, man. I, I really think so. And especially after all the shit that you've been through in this year, I think that it's helping you out as well. You know, kind of that's spreading the love right there, dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. It fucking, uh, you know, it's like I said, man, it was, it, I was into growing mushrooms and that was kind of like my passion. Like I believed in it, like this is, and it still is, I still believe in it, you know? Uh, but this, uh, this server has kind of turned into my baby now and that's what I've been focused on. And it's really nice. There, there's definitely a thing to say about teaching people to, to cultivate their own things as well. You know, like that's just as magical as you doing it yourself, you know, and, and promoting that where, you know, other people, pass on that knowledge and then there's just more and more and more where it's just all over the place you know i mean even if it's just treating people in this manner you know up and out with recovery and stuff like that i mean that's uh i don't know man i'm really really glad to see you doing it man and i'm really glad to be a part of it as well and um i really hope that you know it blossoms you know for everybody involved and um you know wish nothing but the best dude yeah yeah, man, it's all thanks to DMT world, man. You know, it's funny the the uh, the way that I found DMT world, man, is uh, you know I was I had been growing mushrooms for like I don't know maybe a year or two, and uh, I was just I had started to you know hear things about DMT, and um, I mean I'd always known what it was, but I started to hear you know being more involved in the psychedelic community, I started to hear things about DMT, and I was like man, what, what is this? You know, so I wanted to learn more about it. So I typed it into my fucking, uh, into my phone, into like the Google play store, man. And DMT, the DMT world app popped up and I was like, Oh shit, what's this? I clicked on it. And I've been fucking been pretty much, I mean, I've had, you know, off, but, uh, been pretty much on it ever since. 
it's a it's an amazing place man i've met a lot of really really amazing people on that site you know yeah and there's been a lot of stuff that's come out of it too you know uh little groups here and there people that just kind of link up you know uh, i mean even for me you know my local group that we have here at all stem from dmt world as well you know i think um for me <laughs> that's why i'm here you know is because uh i i just that was the template i saw and, and that's the template that i kind of follow here even locally mm -hmm. you know it's a beautiful yeah. thing, Mr. Mike. <laughs> yeah, it is. Shit, dude. Fuck, man. Well, um, was, is there anything that you want to um, say to anybody listening or anything you want to just say in general? Uh, not really, man. Just uh, hope everybody has a wonderful evening and, uh, you know, hope we have a, you know, better uh better year next year <laughs> fuck up year huh <laughs> yeah it's been pretty shitty shit man well fucking thanks for coming on man i appreciate you taking time out of your day and spending it here and for the people that are listening as well um if anybody wants to um reach out to you um you've got the discord server you're on the all platforms yeah um they can they can uh they can get me on email at psychonaut recovery at gmail.com and uh you can email me there if you ever want uh an email like me to email you a link to the server or whatever um and i'll send you the link too so you can put it in the description yeah definitely we'll have everything there so like i said man thanks for coming on appreciate you yeah thanks for having me it's a kind of unwillingness to go it alone.